I'm not gonna give her the <laughs> satisfaction of me pulling the wig off of her. Yes. If karma really exists, karma will get her. Fierce, fierce, fierce. I love this podcast. Fierce, fierce. Weather, fierce. Food, fierce. This is the world's biggest doll factory. See what a complicated business it is, producing the cuddly beauty that little girls love. Modern dolls can speak like this. Hello, I'm Entertainment Weekly's RuPaul's Drag Race reporter, Joey Nolfi. Wait, what? Joey Nolfi edition? Joey Nolfi edition. That's the doll edition. Joey Nolfi edition? My toy doll. You don't get it? My toy doll includes alleged controversial and questionable gluten intolerance, intense insomnia so she can play with you all night. Well, they say you've got to suffer if you want to be beautiful, and certainly this is a hair-raising job. <laughs> and I'm EW's news director, Jillian Cedarholm Edition. This doll includes the same outfit in 16 different shades of purple, a talk button that mispronounces <laughs> half the words, and its own mini haunted doll, a real ghost sold separately. You really get the feeling that you're being watched. And today we are broadcasting from the Mattel Toy Factory, where the head doll maker seems to have been stressed out and in need of inspiration, much like Nymphia Wind, and has painted the entire Barbie dream house turquoise blue inside and out. Or maybe he just watched Poor Things because he's also swapping every Barbie's legs with legs from these little Danny DeVito dolls. And yes, the Danny DeVito leg hair is all groomed and styled. Your doll has RuPaul's legs. Yes. And you have Danny DeVito's legs. And my heels are on the ground. <gasps> Flat feet! Coming up, we have an interview with Geneva Carr, our dearly departing queen of this episode. Um, now, before we get to our recap, Jillian, would you like to use your immunity? Yup. <laughs> I love that drink. <laughs> oh, I thought... I thought Jillian, <laughs> I thought that you were actually Jillian, who famously hates my ASMR eating before we do these scripts. It was written into the script, exaggerated gulping sound. And I thought Jillian was actually going to do it. So I was all prepared to call Jillian closet out. But no, you have the sound effects here no, to save you. <laughs> I'm not disturbing like you. <laughs> I love that immunity. Well, um, I was actually hoping that you were going to use that immunity potion to save Danny, Danny DeVito, but I, I guess you're not a Danny DeVito Sorry, stan. Sorry, Danny DeVito. I love your work. <laughs> love your work. <laughs> well, let's get into a recap of this episode. We begin with Megami asking the question we've all been wondering, who will plain Jane pick on now that Amanda is gone? Which I think I speak for all fans that we are still perplexed, be bewildered, puzzled, flummoxed, and especially baffled <laughs> elimination <laughs> despite none of the queens being at all surprised by the result at the start of this episode but rupaul's shock decision to keep q a professional seamstress who'd been in the top every episode <laughs> the week before a design challenge is something i'll still be questioning on my deathbed in the year 2089 for sure Joey, <laughs> so you didn't read my script i did i did i'm just now laughing at this because oh my god okay yes for all of you spoiler jillian wrote this week's script and <laughs> and i am reading this as is because Jillian and I famously last week had differing levels of shock over amanda's elimination so this is um, Jilly N Closet uh, getting Jilly N Revenge on me for <laughs> publicly saying that I was shocked despite this show's track record of doing things just like this. And I will gladly take my punishment with this. Um, but equally shocking is Plain Jane saying after her talk with Mama Bear Safira last week that she is planning to turn over in the vein of Candy Muse, A New Leaf, which is apparently an arc from villain of the season to dad telling jokes of the season as evidenced by her. This might be the season of filler, but nobody here is filler quip to try to win over the group, which I actually, I thought it was a really cute moment. Like <laughs> them all being like, oh, she's in her congenial era. Um, but Jane trying to stop herself from being mean and everyone else calling her out when she fails at it over and over again becomes 
a really amusing ongoing theme this episode too so do we truly believe that she is capable of turning over that new leaf because as Megami pointed out later in the episode, it's still the same leaf. <laughs> well, quoting Candy, but also, okay, hold on. I was having major deja vu. Did we discuss on this episode the true origin of turning over a new leaf or on our episode for that season? Yes, we did. I think we questioned its origin, tried to get to the bottom of it. Yeah, because I had to look it up again because in my head I was thinking, oh, it must mean – turning like a tree that turns over a new leaf into like a new season, like meaning like you're sprouting your dead leaves and then getting a new green leaf. Yeah. And then I thought that sounds more like something Joey would say, because I'm not even from a place that has leaves <laughs> that turn like that. If it was like a palm frond falling onto a car, that would be me. So then I had to Google falling it. over a new palm <laughs> and, frond. <laughs> and it was, and it, it, the origin is turning a new page of a book because like when le- like the pages of a book were considered leaves. And so it's turning it to a new <gasps> blank page to start writing a new story. Wait, so it's not actually, it doesn't mean foliage. It's not a leaf. No, it's not a leaf at all. But oh then my I just God. had such a weird deja vu of like, I feel like I've already had this conversation and forgotten it, but I don't know. I think we did question it, but I don't know if we ever got to an answer because that is shocking news to me. I had no idea. That is crazy. Okay, a leaf of a book, like <laughs> yeah. a new little leaflet. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, it's you're turning the page, turning a blank page. I think that, yeah, well, I mean, and I think that is even more appropriate, maybe even for what I'm going to predict with plain because i feel like even though like as we said last week her social media presence maybe doesn't indicate that the new leaf has been turned (laughs) uh long after filming of the show i think the show is building towards an arc where yes she might have some sort of redemption yeah i think you predicted that last week and i agree that that's certainly the direction she's trying to go and i'm sure the show will push on us i think that you i'm gonna guess that you will easily be swayed and suddenly be a plain jane is nice now, Stan. That's my prediction for the no, season. no, because we've all seen what she's doing on social media. And well, I do also want to point out something that w- was interesting is that after she and Bob got into that big Twitter fight uh, that got pretty intense, uh, Bob and Plain shared the stage with Madonna last night. I'm so at mad at her- Madonna. I mean, Madonna doesn't know who this woman is, so I'm mad at Bob or whoever set this up. Right. Right. Yeah, Madonna has absolutely no clue. But I just – well, she did have Safira on in Philadelphia too, which it's like I think that maybe Bob has – I would speculate that Bob has maybe a a bit more of a hand in selecting these Vogue guests that she brings up to judge the Vogue portion of the concert than maybe Madonna does. But – well, I mean, obviously, Madonna is inviting people like Kelly Ripa and uh, Julia Garner and um, Amy Schumer up because those are, you know, more connected to Madonna than Bob. But I think when it comes to the drag artists like Safira Cristal and Plain Jane, I, I think that maybe it was a, a smart move for Bob to like maybe invite Plain Jane up, uh, drum up some publicity for it because they just had a huge fight and now they're, you know, then, on the then same bring stage up with Maddie yeah that would that would have been really epic too i think if maddie morphosis had gone on there but giant I mean, wig i don't know i think maybe more mainstream audiences might know plain jane right now more than maybe maddie because plain jane is currently on the tv show so i don't know it was really funny though yeah well time will tell if that leaf is turned. Uh, but for this week's mini challenge, Rue brought back eternal ball of energy Charo, who's been guesting on Drag Race since way back in season one when she did another little dance challenge. The queens get into quick drag and take part in a flamenco dance contest, which Tsunami Muse wins while making clear she is still bitter that Little Miss Q said she deserved to go <laughs> home last week. I just love that like, she had to take that little snipe in her confessional. Then RuPaul, who obviously misses Sugar and Spice, announces that this week's maxi challenge is to design a look for yourself and a doll version of your drag persona. After a war over fabric, several of the queens are spiraling. Myra is Myra. <laughs> Myra? No, I'm spiraling. <laughs> Not Myra. <laughs> okay. Myra. 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 
Maya is struggling because she doesn't know how to sew. And Safira takes time to basically give her a full sewing class to the detriment of her own opera cape, which she planned to make. Plain hates her material and first tries to sweet talk some red fabric from her sister, Geneva. Then goes over and cuts a yard off of a very distracted plasma's blue fabric, (laughs) which I I call cyan, but everyone in this episode called turquoise, so I'll just go with that. Later, Geneva discovers that she might as well have given Plain her red fabric because she doesn't have enough of it for her look, and her plan B look gets red to filth by (laughs) Megami. So she is now getting some of Plasma's blue fabric, too. Morphine cannot fathom how to not focus on her ass and her design after Michelle told her (laughs) last week she's more than just a BBL. Meanwhile, Nymphia says she can't find inspiration and is stressed out, which nobody really buys. Joey, did you think that Nymphia was really struggling as much as she said, or was she just being strategic there? Absolutely not. I mean, she stepped out onto that runway looking like she knew that was a full concept. That was a, there is no way that she was struggling and and didn't know what she was doing. I mean, I I was actually surprised that she was only safe this episode um, because that I thought was probably the best one. So yeah, no, I was, or, or no, actually, no, I'm sorry. Q definitely was the top for me. Q was had definitely had the best look, I think, given that it was um, something that they had to make. But Nymphia was a close second. So uh, there, there's absolutely no well, way that Nymphia just pulled that out of her ass because was, she didn't know what she was doing. I was wondering if Nymphia is just one of these people that thrives on anxiety, like goes out there thinking, okay, this is terrible. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to yeah. fuck everything up. And yeah. then actually like uses that to really inspire herself so i don't know if i like totally thought she was completely faking the whole time and like secretly making a dress behind the scenes but i think maybe she might want to stop playing it up so much like at first it was cute because it's like oh wow she actually can dance but now it's going to start feeling kind of insincere or maybe braggy yeah once the sisters have have started to clock it, I think maybe she'll tone down on it a little bit. But I think the way, if you're going to do that, the way to do it is to do it like Willow Pill did it, where you just don't reference it at all. Like you don't go into it and you don't make a big deal of quote unquote, not knowing what you're doing. You just become completely stealth and fly under the radar. And then you let your talent speak for itself because Willow did that pretty much the entire season. Um, especially where I still love the reveal of when it was like, I forget which queen it was in the confessional, but it was like, okay, Willow can dance during the, um, the lip sync Lala Perusa. Cause that was the first time we had really seen Willow doing like a really unexpectedly amazing lip sync. And that wasn't because anybody doubted Willow. It was just because Willow just sort of kept her. What is the phrase? Kept her, uh, close to the, close to her chest. chest. Yeah. Something like that. Um, so yeah, I think that's when it works. But now that Nymphia is like every episode is like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm confused. I'm confused. I'm like, I think you're playing it a little bit too obvious with that. Yeah, I feel like it's almost more intimidating now that you know she's a designer to just kind of be over in the corner, like not talking to anyone. Yeah. Everyone I think oh, would have exactly. been like, oh my God, what is Nymphia? Especially Q. I think that would have really been yeah. a mind trick on her. Yeah, 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 yeah I agree. The one thing that the judges haven't clocked on Nymphia, and I'm not saying that I'm dying for them too but they have told Dawn, called Dawn out for the elf stuff already called morphine yeah. out for her bbl called dusty ray bottoms out on her very first episode for having a polka dot but nymphia the banana queen is wearing her banana or yellow every single episode mini challenge and maxi challenge so why like are they are they just saving that to be because she's doing so well that one day maybe they try to like crack her by saying stop with the the banana or are they like fully into her branding i i think it's just weird across the board when the judges do that so i think it's weird that they did it to dawn i think that if one thing we have learned from my a mandatory meeting stuff from last week is that consistency is not maybe necessarily the show's strong point so i think because they do it to one queen, if it doesn't fit a certain narrative, they're not going to do it to another. And I'm not saying that I agree that Dawn or Nymphia should be called out for this. I don't. I think branding is a strong thing, and it's what leads to success after the show. I mean, you still see queens from 10 years ago still have – if there's one thing the Drag Race fans do not get tired of, it is a reference, and it is a brand. So 
I think it's very smart to go into the show doing this. I think Dawn was very smart coming in with the elf ears because even in our first interviews, that was one of the first things that I latched onto. I was like, wow, this really makes her different. Yeah. Um, and the same thing with Nymphia. Nymphia came into our interview with a little banana or a little banana friend. And I, I do think it's inconsistent, but I don't necessarily know that I would advocate for like, okay, well, the judges need to call her out too because it's just inconsistency is the name of the game when it comes to judging on the show, especially this season. The season's judging has been all over the place. So I, I don't expect them to do that. Yeah, I think it's actually smart when it comes to a look. When it's something that, I don't know, like I everyone knows I do not agree with them that like the burger finger is the best branding, but yeah, who knows? Yeah. She's doing it at Madonna, so great. Still doing but, it. Yeah. But the for the the people who have a really identifiable look, I think it's really smart. I mean, look, I mean, yeah, we've seen so many queens who have really made an entire brand over the way they look. And I think that's a lot smarter than being unrecognizable at different times because you're switching it up yeah. maybe too much. Yeah. No, fully agree. And I know, Jillian, I'm very excited at the one note that you put in this section because what? this feels like a Joey Nolfi note yeah, and I not put, a Jillian I, I closet note. I put that note. in there for you. I almost said Joey if he <laughs> wants to talk about. <laughs> okay, wait. Yes. Yeah, so let's read it. Morphine playing patty cake with Myra's giant balloon boobs. I did not write Myra. I just Myra. went to speak. <laughs> oh, I love that moment. It was so funny. I just think that there's something so silly about it. <laughs> just and again, I'm not I'm not trying to mock anyone's body or anything, but it's just it's just silly. It's just I think it just No, this was it, funny. It reminded me of a little yeah. kid with balloons in their shirt, which we all did yeah. at some point in our life. It wasn't yeah. the I didn't feel physical pain thinking about how that would feel on human flesh. <laughs> <laughs> Jillian, you can do that to me anytime. <laughs> just play patty cake on my oh God, just play little are. patty cake. <laughs> Yay! But what, what uh, did you make of this of this fabric moment? Was it just completely stupid for anyone to use each other's fabric? It seemed like there was plenty of other yeah. fabric there. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty silly. Uh, I, I, especially with what Law Roach said later, like if you see what Plain Jane is doing with hers, which I didn't think that Plain Jane's look was like I wasn't as excited about it as La Roach was. I thought it was, I thought it was good for a design challenge. I thought it was solid, but it's not something that I would like look over and be like, Oh, she's making that. I'm not doing that color. But if you see somebody else already pretty much finished with a look like that, and as far along as plain Jane was, I would have been like, Oh uh, yeah, maybe let's choose a different fabric because we do also know the show does not like when things are repeated on a runway, uh, Madonna kimono gate. So uh, and also, apparently, your theory with the share looks. Um, so oh, they yes. don't like it when things are repeated on the runway. So yeah. why would you, why would you use that that same fabric? Which Geneva and I do talk a little bit about. You know, preparing for this in the uh, interview coming up. It's a very good interview. Um, Geneva has some really interesting things to say about the season, and also why she gave. Um, Myra slash Maya such a long kiss at the end um, mm -hmm. uh, after she was eliminated. So, But yeah. did you also ask her about why she did not groom her leg hair? Yes, I did. Okay. I can't wait to listen. I, I have been growing out my leg hair since you ever first pointed out that Geneva <laughs> did this leg hair. And it's the first time in my life that I'm sad about just not being a hairy person because I don't <laughs> even have like a stubble I could put a bead on down there still. So very not sad. Danny DeVito legs? <laughs> Jillian Closet and her Danny DeVito leg era? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying so hard to grow Danny DeVito legs on myself and it just- You are? Well, you do prefer to be a horror queen given the aesthetic of your apartment so oh i thought you called me a whore no horror horror <laughs> queen <laughs> you like you have a haunted doll you are a horror queen. i certainly am a horror queen that is true <laughs> well speaking of horror after an emotional trauma dump in the workroom including q growing up in poverty and plain having a homophobic dad which she you know says is attributable to him being Russian. We take it to the runway to reveal everyone's doll edition in front of a returning T.S. Madison yes, two weeks in a row, as well as guest judge Law Roach, which, which Law Roach and T.S. Madison on the same panel, like this should be the permanent oh, panel. Exactly. Michelle, My Rue, exactly. T.S. Madison, and Law Roach. I oh, I would love it. it. I would love it if that was if that was the main panel. Sorry, Carson and Ross, mm -hmm. but like, I mean, it, had this time. has to be the panel. 
Yes, they, this has to be the panel. But the Queen's Dolls themes are Tsunami, the Fashion Week edition, Safira, the Metropolitan Opera edition, Sans Cape, Plasma, Passenger on the Pacific edition, Plain Jane, the Aquatic edition, with a burger finger that apparently still smells underwater, Nymphia, the Spring Banana Yellow Carpet edition, Morphine, the Miami Bimbo edition, and yes, she did include a BPL reference, Maya slash Myra, the Queen of Flips edition, or Flurps, Queen of Flurps edition, (laughs) although neither she nor her doll flurped, and their padding did not match either. Megami, the native New Yorker edition. Geneva, the daintiest doll Texas edition, which I nobody quite understood. And I, I, I was very confused about the butter thing where she was talking about put, not putting butter on her legs. I was yeah, like, what does that mean? Me. And I forgot to ask her about that, actually. Um, but uh, then we had Dawn, the galactic um, empress edition and Q fantasy edition. So before they get to the critiques, Rue asks Safira if she wants to use her potion this week, to which Safira answers, yup. <laughs> she chugs it and then immediately regrets it, since she says it tastes like poison, and the judges looked gobsmacked by her choice. So Plain then also chooses to hoard hers again, even though earlier in the episode she technically promised to use it on Geneva. I like also was very gagged by that um, if Miss Carr were to land in the bottom, which unfortunately Geneva does. And the judges cannot seem to get over turquoise velvet stretch fabric gate with law saying plasma if i would have sorry used the same fabric and created that i literally would have punched that bitch in the throat <laughs> about plane's design being so much better executed but ultimately plane don and q land on top with q finally getting her precious win and she's no longer the jan of the season yes. plasma geneva and myra are then all in the bottom Forever so, Myra, with all respect, yes. because I love Maya such yes. Myra so much. She is now Myra. Um, let's okay. We got there's multiple things to break down here, but first, Safira drinking her potion. Like oh, what? I was shocked. I felt so bad. <laughs> what? Yeah, she seems like such a queen who is so confident in what she does. Yeah. I, like she looked amazing on the runway. She looks so good. Yeah. And I'm just like, girl, what are you doing with well, this potion? She says that the other queens did end up getting in her head. Like it doesn't show that she overhears plain saying that in the workroom, but apparently either someone told her or she said it at a different point as well. And I think she just really let that get to her, coupled by the fact that this was done before you know anything about anyone's placements. Like so technically like there's plane could not have saved geneva knowing she was in the bottom because she didn't know yet so yeah i just i was i was really surprised but if if it was an intentional mind game that anyone else did on purpose then bravo because it worked although it loses the immunity in case she would have i think safira would be a lot more likely to probably use it on somebody else to save them than jane or plain would so oh i agree oh there's no way plain is using that on somebody else or maybe that's the arc that they're building to is that plain is going to use it on someone else um i could very well see that as well so who knows but i i just i i thought it was very odd but uh let's talk about our favorite looks maybe least favorite looks uh I think my favorite was uh, definitely Q. Like I said, I think just because given that this was a design challenge and Q made that in the workroom, that is so good. That look was just phenomenal. Um, Nymphia's I also thought was really, really, really great. I loved Safira's. Like I thought that the the design of it or, or like the shape of it was maybe a little bit more of a classic or traditional look. But I mean, just Safira pulled it off so well. I thought she looked amazing. I also... I, I also really liked um, Tsunamis. I thought Tsunamis looked cute. Um, mm-hmm. It maybe wasn't made as well as the other ones, but I thought it looked cute. It fit her body well. She really worked the runway very well. And also it looked really cute with her little doll. Well, I was so, worried about her because her gloves were, it did seem to be made out of the infamous material. Oh my God. Wait. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Actually, we have to put together an infographic of all of the people who were wearing this, which you have included, I see in these notes that TS was also wearing. Yes, TS also was. And I am, you can't see it, but I am also right now wearing. Jillian is wearing the color. The wig. Um, The wig and a shirt. Very funny uh, that 
I think I think Nymphia, yes, it was really pretty. I loved that bow. I think the one downfall because they kept mentioning how much they loved when the dolls matched perfectly and the doll didn't match her spot on. Like the bow was pink on her real dress. It was made out yeah. of the yellow fabric that she had around her shoulders on the doll. So I was wondering if maybe they used that against her. Um, maybe. But I also, I, I don't know, maybe I guess so. I wasn't as blown away by Dawn's as they all were. Maybe because they kept calling the fabric either. purple and it looked blue to me. So that's always negative yeah. in my head. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it was it was fine. But I guess, I don't know. I don't good. follow Paris Fashion Week the way that La Roche does. So. Same, same. I, I I thought Dawn looked good. I, I don't know that it was like the top, one of the tops of the week for me. I thought it was solid. But yeah, it wasn't. I was like kind of confused as well. I was like, hmm. This is this is solid, but I don't know if it's blowing me away the same way that like Q or Nymphia's did. But I know you want to get to La Roche on the panel too because uh, he said some really really funny things. And but his Geneva reads, I think. Let's start with that because okay. do you think that his reads for Geneva were too well, harsh? I think because she wasn't. I guess her reaction wasn't like so super hurt to me that she I looked a little blood. I mean, she plucked, looked a little but blood. not like, not like <laughs> devastated and crying over it. I think she can kind of yeah. take it. And also her, I mean, I don't know, because I kind of agreed. I mean, maybe he said them in slightly more of a harsh way, but I also feel like they all seem to really know and respect him and kind of know that was coming and almost be hoping for that. So I, and I think it just does yeah. come differently. I mean, we always argue that, you know, you want drag Queens on the panel, but I think somebody who's just, such a fashion expert has history with so many iconic dressing so many iconic iconic women that i think that they do take it a little more um both seriously but also knowing that he he can read yeah. so i think yeah. i think that take it a little differently than if ross matthews was like you have you know you have danny devito's legs you look like a horror queen i think that would come off a little like a little differently or even some random guest judge that we don't think has any connection to the community. Yeah. I, I think that law, yeah, gets, well, I hate to call it like a pass because I don't, I think that implies that law is doing something wrong. If you say yeah. like a pass, but um, I think that this is law's culture. This is law's area of expertise. It feels a little bit different than like just a random actor or actress coming on and judging like a design challenge, which always feels a little odd to me. Yeah. Um, but this felt law felt right at home. Uh, the the digs. I think the only thing that I, I think Geneva looked sort of plucked at was the horror queen thing, which I did think was maybe a little like on the line of like, yeah. oh, she doesn't look like a horror guess, queen. Like, I mean, that's a little too. To me, it was just much. funny because it wasn't because it like it wasn't yeah. like a total crate train wreck and it wasn't like anything actually horror. So to me, it was almost just funny because it was such an obvious exaggeration. But I could definitely take her. Yeah potentially being hurt by that. So I'll be interested to see how yeah. all of the queens react off the show, like to it, if any of them say, yeah, I was actually mm -hmm. offended by it or, or how the other drag queens, because since we don't do drag, I guess we can't comment on, on that. But as a, as a viewer, I was very entertained. Well, luckily for you, Geneva has something very interesting to say about this in our interview coming up, which you all can hear. Oh, no, <laughs> she's, so. she's devastated in therapy. Over no. it. I'm going to look like a bitch. She does not say she's in therapy over it, no. Um, all of this to say, Law Roach, please be a permanent judge yes. on RuPaul's Drag With Race. TS. We need it. We need it. With TS. Yes, we need that. So uh, I also see in this bolded, highlighted, Jillian Easter egg conspiracy theory alert. Okay, please. Okay. You know I love these. Did you notice this? What Megami walked out on the runway with. <gasps> so in the very first episode of this season's Untucked, we, I did my classic freeze framing and I noted all these new things that were in Untucked. We didn't go into like yeah. super detail on the podcast, but there was a couple of things that we couldn't totally place while, you know, Lil Poundcake, right. we obviously know where she's from. But some of the things were a guitar that said Mariah yeah. a uh, and this card that said, forget about it. And we thought it was uh -huh. a reference to Jersey Justice or something that they had yeah. done in the past, but- it was Megami's runway oh. card that she was using as the little like scroll for the Statue of Liberty. Oh, so yeah. that means that the things that are in Untucked are potentially Easter eggs for that we didn't know what they were, are potentially Easter eggs 
for this season. The Mariah oh. guitar could be something that comes up later. Unless anyone listening knows what that guitar is from, please tell us. But I could not find it. There's also a sign that says Menzeses, which was the name yeah. of a previous episode where they did the DragCon um, uh, panel discussions. And that was the theme of uh-huh. them all. But there was never a sign that looked like that on stage with them. So I think that also could potentially be something coming up this season. So I'm just wondering how that when it gets there, because it doesn't show Megami in this episode. She has the card with her in intact, but she doesn't put it against the mirror. So I don't know if she maybe one day is eliminated from the show and leaves the card and then one of the girls brings it in untucked or maybe next episode they'll show that she left it there. But what's going on with this wait, card? So I, we have to go back and see, was the forget about it thing only in the shots where there were no queens in yes. untucked? Yes. Okay. So yeah. She, yeah. Wow. It was not a prop that was in there when the queens walked in. So she didn't like take this and save it the whole time to use on a runway. Yeah. It was something that at some point the show put took like a bunch of establishing shots of untucked to use in the first episode. And yeah, it only ever appears in the scenes that the Queens are not in there. So it must've been a secondary shot. Okay. So if Megami is eliminated, we will make sure to ask her that we have to keep a note of to ask her, um, about wow oh that is so interesting yeah. okay and, no and great why that Julie? why that and not the protect i queer yeah <laughs> i want that in the work in the end yes i agree well that might have been too obvious for people to yeah that's actually pick up true. on immediately okay wow no jillian that is such a great observation that is oh my I'm gosh i cannot wait to um to ask her about that if she's eliminated so is it bad to be like, I hope Megami doesn't make the final just so we can ask her that question? <laughs> no, because then, like, I mean, yeah, either no matter how what happens with her placement, it still gets back there somehow. So Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So Geneva and Maya lip sync to Control by Janet Jackson, Myra. which I believe is now the fourth song off this album that has been used as a lip sync on Drag Race. And I was so excited when I heard it because I was obsessed with Janet as a kid and I used to do very poorly choreographed dances to all, all of her songs at school and in front of my family. I don't know why no one stopped me, but it was great to see Maya slash Myra doing what I couldn't and put on an actual show to it and show off her flipping skills, which I'd completely forgotten that group one hadn't seen her do yet until Dawn said that in her confessional. And I was like, wait, why is Dawn saying she didn't see it? She did it at the talent show, but No, she only did one flip during the girl group challenge. So that was exciting. But this also meant that Geneva, Ladiva, Mas Latina was sadly sent home at the end after, as you said, they had a very long and intense kiss. Uh, Joey, were you baffled again to see another, a fourth robbed queen this season? I was not, I have to say, I was not baffled by this elimination. No. Um, I think that Geneva's, as Geneva and I will discuss, her track record was just so weird and so all over the place. Like it became good meme fodder, I think. Uh, you know, so publicity like that for Geneva, like she she's gonna say, is like good publicity because it's such a weird track record. But I think her track record with the judges indicated that she was not long for this competition because they kept. It seemed like they she was the one that they kept. Whether maybe they just wanted to see her lip sync because she was such a good lip syncer. They she lip synced literally on every episode because even in the girl groups challenge she was lip syncing to, um, uh, uh, you know, a, a different song. So th- it didn't baffle me. I think that she had been in, in the bottom enough times, and I think that this look, as you know, Geneva will also admit to, this look is it, it was not her best. And uh, I do think that Maya ate her up in the lip sync. And I think she knows that too. Um, she, I talked to her about the approach to the lip sync and why she approached the lip sync that way. And she has a pretty interesting answer for that too. So, I, and I think you can kind of read it on Geneva's face in the moment throughout Untucked, throughout being on the stage on this. I think she kind of knew. I think she knew it was her time. So as much as it hurts to see her go, because she has been such a sweet, funny presence. Um it, it was not a surprising elimination to me. Yeah, and I, I did really enjoy especially her giving it back to Plain during the episode because she was just like, yes, I'm not even immediately. I'm not even gonna like give you what you want with like an argument here. I'm just gonna like yeah. 
say like give you shade right back so yeah that was yeah. really fun i really enjoyed her run she gave us a very earworm of a song from her talent show but, yes. but i was um i was happy though that myra myra stayed because i do i do really yeah. just enjoy her and her timid little too. confessionals where she is like saying really funny things but just in a very you know quietish way and i really enjoy her not another big titty Dumbo. Yes. <laughs> well, she, showed, she shows that should have been her addition, and that's why she could have had <laughs> it in her doll, Dumbo. big titty Dumbo doll. <laughs> I also love the, just that whole discussion with Maya and the zipper and the judges being like, oh, we, <laughs> we can't, even can't see, see it. it. We can't, what yeah. are you talking about? She's so oh. funny. I love Maya so much. Um, but in Untucked, then, we learn that Nymphia was wearing a wig left for her by Amanda, and they say she must have been safe instead of top because the wig is cursed. <laughs> the safe queens also discuss if they feel Plain is actually changing. Tsunami calls her a perplexing character and says Plain using her potion to save someone else would be the best move for her. See, this yeah. is what they're building up to this. They are yeah. Plain is going to use her damn potion for someone else at some point. She's going to. Um, so she's got to pick a fight. She has and, to find another Amanda because it's going to be a lot more yes. heartfelt. If she, like, she can't just she give knows, it to Nymphia yep. who's like always suddenly mm-hmm. like trying to be her BFF. Yep. And yeah, it which they and they are. Yeah, they you can are. see on social yeah. media now, like they yeah. actually are. Maybe, BFFs. maybe, maybe that is how it happens. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Oh wait! Oh, I just got okay. That would be literally the perfect arc because Plain Jane purposely ranked Nymphia so low on that first challenge, mm-hmm. and they made a point to show it later where Plain was like, "Oh, I hope Nymphia doesn't find out that I voted for her that way," and it clearly oh, doesn't yeah. seem like. Nymphia knew so like why else would they have that scene if they're not just gonna in some future episode have plane actually save Nymphia yeah with the potion oh right, Jillian we have to come back to the if this ends up being what happens like I mean timestamp 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 um so she comes in and she makes it clear that uh, the leaf is still on the same side by shadily standing up to get everyone's attention and asking Plasma how she feels that the judges are all rooting for her to improve her makeup, which Plasma is another one who does not take it easily and yeah. gives it sort of and right I back. also, did I, was this a huge thing we had never talked about on the show that they had like really pressed Plasma to change her makeup? I didn't even remember. No, it surprised me. I was like, okay. what are you, I was yeah, like, I was this, like this, Plasma this... looks pretty good all the time. Yeah, I, I. it was a weird thing. I don't recall there being any other major criticisms of Plasma's makeup makeup in the past it, it felt like an oddly out of left field thing that that maybe they were talking about it more in the room or among the judges yeah, but maybe. to the viewer i don't it didn't make much sense but law then enters and interrupts the conversation uh, but the second any part of his body passes the threshold of the exit door plasma brings the conversation back to wrap up things with plane and i guess prevent herself from becoming the new amanda she really was just like as soon as Law was back, yeah. she was like, now let me get and back to the And she was super engaged in the Law conversation. It wasn't yeah. like she was just stewing, but it was uh-huh. like the second, like a f- switch flipped the moment he got out of that chair to be like, yeah. okay, bringing it back to this. Yeah. Oh, it was so funny. And also, again, I just want to point out before we get to our interview with Geneva that I am still waiting for this moment where all the queens said in our interviews that Tsunami is the queen of Untucked yeah. because we're still not getting it. Like, I don't know what where when is this gonna happen i mean maybe it's maybe (laughs) it's more with q because she's still you know maybe tsunami um i don't know maybe tsunami is in either tsunami is in the top in the future or wins and really is like tells it to q of like oh you thought i was going home or she is lower again and brings it up i don't know but it just seems like that might be the pain point for her we haven't seen it yet. A lot of actually, I feel like a lot of them also said Geneva too. Oh, remember? Really? I, I feel like I some of them said that. Geneva as well. They pointed to Geneva. I think. Well, they might the, have lined you on that one. <laughs> I think she was, maybe, or maybe, maybe maybe tsunami's just like really fun because it, it wasn't like who's fighting in Untucked, right? It was a queen of Untucked, so maybe she true, just maybe true. she leads to like some kind of really funny tsunami's moment. afters was after the press week. It was tsunami's yeah. afters. They called oh. it. That's what they called her hotel room. Interesting. All right. Well. Stay tuned. We have our interview with Geneva Carr. It's rolling right up right after this. Hey, everyone. 
everyone. I'm Sid Evans, editor-in-chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's Quick Drag Podcast. And I am honestly surprised that I still have a heartbeat right now because I'm in the presence of season 16's clear resident assassin, lip sync assassin to be uh, exact, La Diva Maslatina herself, who unfortunately left us on Drag Race this week after yet another design challenge, but her story will long be stitched into the metaphorical leg hair of this franchise for seasons to come. Please welcome back the lovely Miss Geneva Carr. Hi, Geneva. Hola, it's Geneva Carr, La Diva Mas Latina. Move away or I will run you over. <laughs> oh, so she learned. Yes, she will run you over. You learned from your critique of the doll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Geneva. Oh my God. I have to say, I you you were my mortal enemy at the beginning of the season because I did <laughs> I did not sleep a wink after the premiere because I'm Geneva La Diva Maslatina. It was oh my on repeat in my head. I was just staring awake in my bed at 3 a.m. looking at the ceiling and that was playing in my head. Like, what do you have to say for yourself for doing that to America? Well, um, you're welcome. <laughs> well, listen, listen, um, after like everybody uh, was asking me and tagging me to like release the song, where is the song? So you're the first to know that it'll be up um, <gasps> in a day or so. So I'm excited about that and to continue to, you know, have you all sing that randomly at a, when you're cooking, when you're taking a shower, <laughs> when you're breaking up with someone, you know, whatever <laughs> it is that you may need it for. But Geneva, I can't thank you enough. I think that's it. That's the interview. That right there, I just got what I needed. We can just end it right here. No, that is great news because I will now just be playing it on repeat on Spotify instead of just in my own head. So thank you. Oh my God, yes. Please play it. (laughs) Yes. Um, Now this week, let's talk about this week. This was... You know, it it was very sad to see you go. You have been such a positive light on this show and in the interviews that we've done and... I mean, unfortunately, this week it was another dr- dreaded design challenge. It appeared that it appeared that you maybe were questioning at the beginning what what your look was going to be. So, what was the vision for the original look, and how long had you spent on the original design before you decided to to switch directions? So, I had spent a couple of hours on the first look that I uh, was working on, and then I realized that I might not have enough. Uh, materials to move on to the doll right. and the doll was going to be a big part of the, of the challenge so then i started to like second guess it was going to be la diva mas latina of course oh. and it would have been perfect i know but you know the lack of sleep the stress uh the uh, everything just got to me and i just second guess everything i looked around everybody was working on big uh garments and i was like should i go big and then everything just it just didn't play out in my favor. So, um, but yeah, I feel like if I would have stuck to my gut and just gone with what I would have done and adjusted the the outfit I was working on, I would have probably been saved. But, you know, could have, would have. Um, and, you know, like everything happens for a reason. So, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll just, you know, take in that the universe has something else planned for me and, um, you know, just be happy and proud of everything I did. Yeah. No, I think you should be proud and happy with everything that you did because, I mean, you know, making it on the show, even in general, it's like there were thousands of people trying to get on this show and you made it to, you know, the top uh, of those people that applied. So, I mean, hats off to you. You really did. You were so entertaining this season. Your your track record was was of (laughs) people worked. It is one of the I think the weirdest track records I have ever seen on RuPaul's Drag Race, because it was, <laughs> what, like high the first week, and mm-hmm. then lip syncing the second week, and then lip syncing, well, technically, uh-huh. I guess you lip synced, you technically, you weren't in the bottom, but you still lip synced, I guess, to the, um, to the songs. <laughs> 
last yeah, week. So listen, I, I lip sync since I got there. You know, yes. every single episode, whether I was in the top, high, or the bottom, you know, it was like top two, bottom, bottom, win, elimination. Um, I just like to, to think that, you know, uh, the judges in RuPaul were just very concerned with my health and wanted me to get my steps in. <laughs> and they were just excited to see me lip sync, you know. So I'm going to pretend that's what happened. Um, no, but listen, it was a roller coaster of emotions and track records. Like, is she going to send everybody home? Is she going to win the whole thing? Like, you just never know what you're going to get with Geneva. And I wanted everybody to be like, you know, biting their, their nails on the edge of their seat, throwing the remote on the television. And, you know, like I was doing, uh, taking, um, making big risks and sometimes it wouldn't pay off. But, you know, like as long as she was still surviving, she was still thriving and, you know, <laughs> Yeah. No, it was it was entertaining television, to say the least. And I think it's like, you know, sometimes with the Drag Race fandom, it's almost like it, you, obviously you want to do well in the show. But it's like if you can get the fandom talking about like those obscure little factoids and also become a meme like you've kind of won. I mean, I was literally on everybody's mouths, Twitters and uh, tweets and uh, Instagram <laughs> since like day one. So right. I was like, you know, good publicity, bad publicity. As long as the people are talking, I'm doing my job. There you go. You already know how this goes. There you go. Of course. <laughs> well, there was also, there was a lot of talk after Amanda left last week that Plain Jane might find a new quote unquote target. And she did attempt <laughs> to come over to you and get in your head, I think, while you made your first dress. But it seemed like it seemed like you clocked it real fast and you just immediately started pushing back and giving it right back to her. And you seem to be one of the very first to clock plane as like rotted in general um, back on the first episode. <laughs> so what made you put your guard up so fast when she when you saw her walk over? So listen, um, I'm a person that I can like get the energy, the vibe and kind of read when a person uh, what their intentions are from day one. Like I literally said, either plain Jane and I are going to be the best of friends or we're going to be great frenemies. I know she is a person that wanted was to play the game no matter what the cost was. And Amanda was gone and she wanted to try and come on to me but she forgets that i am a lot older and wiser than she is you know <laughs> and i was like no 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 take your helicopter airplane wings over there find another target <laughs> not i helicopter. am here okay <laughs> i'm like i'm keeping this fabric just because you want it and um yeah so you know she wanted to have a moment and i i let her know that i'm not the one to try it with and she understood quickly and, you know, she navigated onto her next destination. Yes, she did. Yes, she, she went to the next <laughs> airport. She flew over to the next airport. Um, how did you feel when it was revealed what she had said about you and Hershey and Plasma in Russian on episode one? Like, when did you actually find out what that translated to? So I found out when you all found out. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I didn't know what she had said. Uh, to be honest, I was laughing. Um I wish I would have known what she had said so I could have read her in Spanish. Oh, um, yes. What would you have said? Uh, I don't know. Something like, puta sucia, culo abierto, or, you know, something within those lines. <laughs> Are you going to um, tell me what that means? Uh, it just means that she's a whore and her butt is really open. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, like, I thought it was fun. I know a lot of people, like, were, like, gagged and everything, but I thought it was funny. Um, it of course, it's not going to hurt my feelings. I grew up in the pageant world. So yeah, yeah. To, to really get under me is going to take a lot. And she does not have the the weapons to do so. <laughs> yes. No, I love it. I, I think that the back and forths with Plain Jane this season have provided some very, I mean, I, I hate to say it at the expense of Amanda's feelings because I know she was very hurt about it. But I mean, it yeah. was, you know, it was it's drama it's television and it's yeah. you know it can be entertaining in its own way and i like that you are kind of in the spirit of throwing it back at 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 plane like that hmm. no for sure i wish she would have uh, targeted me instead of amanda but yeah you know she probably yeah. felt like amanda would be someone easier to like come for and um i'm sure she didn't expect amanda to clap back either so that was Every fine time. i mean I'm sorry if i told amanda i'm like girl i know your feelings were hurt but you gotta admit it was great uh, yeah but like and she was like no for sure you know like now like sitting back on it <laughs> like every time like Plain would do it amanda would just be right there with something back and it was like girl like you gotta you gotta stop at some point because amanda is not taking it 
Well, uh, plain is persistent. We'll give her that. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, look, a congenial. So- yes, you're in the running for Miss Congeniality. Now she's consistent. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to let's talk a little bit about the runway this week, yes. because I mean, when you were all standing on the runway and you saw the queen's looks, this is after you switched and you decided to do your other look. Who <laughs> did you think did the worst? Like, do you think anybody underperformed or should have been in the bottom over you? Um, I mean, it was a toss-up between Plasma, Maya, and myself. It could have gone either way. It was just going to be based off of what the judges um, wanted to see in that moment. So I knew for sure us three were going to be in the bottom. It was just like a matter of who's going to be safe and who's going to be lip-syncing. And after I heard the critiques, I was like, okay, well, I'm lip-syncing for sure. Yeah. And it was uh, you know, a toss-up between Plasma and, uh, and Maya. So I was just kind of like... Well, hopefully it's a plasma so I can send her home easier. And if not, mm-hmm. Maya's going to be tough to take down. Yeah. Well, what, what was going through your mind when Maya said that Safira only helped her with one thing, the zipper, and that she did everything else herself? Well, uh, listen, I was like, um, okay, um, well, I, RuPaul <laughs> said it best. Like, why would you put a zipper if your hair is covering it? One. Mm-hmm. And two, I feel like Sofiro uh, helped uh, not just uh, Maya, but a lot of the people in there, you know, yeah. a lot. So yeah. even myself included. So um, oh, what did yeah, she do for I you? Mean, um, she was like trying to tell me like to like um, put the like the tool under the skirt and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was more advice like, you know, like, oh, um, you should put this here. So it's like bigger and stuff. Aww. It wasn't like actual like cutting or stitching or anything. Oh, that's nice. That's that mother helped everybody. That's, yeah, of that's course. Really nice. I loved that. Yeah, for sure. Well, we also had um, guest judge Law Roach um, was <laughs> really, really, really reading you all on the <laughs> runway, and you looked. I mean, I was trying to study. I feel like I can tell the difference now between like a plucked Geneva face and like uh-huh. a happy Geneva face. And I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that. We were seeing the plucked Geneva face a little bit. So how did you feel when he said that you looked like a horror queen below the neck? Well, I was like, damn, I guess I auditioned for the wrong show here. Um, <laughs> no. So listen, um, I was kind of hoping, or not, well, not, but I was like, if, if he's going to read me, I wanted him to read me because, you know, Laws, La Roche is known for that. So I was yeah. like, that's going to be iconic, number one. And then number two, I was like, damn, can I really be mad? Because, you know, from the neck up, he kind of complimented me. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, he did. I was like, the neck down, it could be adjusted. But, you know, the neck up is kind of what I'm working with. <laughs> That's a good point. That is a really good way of looking at it, actually. Yeah. So I was more happy than, like, kind of mad. I was a little a little bit upset, um, of course, but not as much as, like, you know, the uh, two prior times. Right? You could tell I was, like, on fire. Yes. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I mean, there have been a few times when I when I thought I could clock that you were upset. One of them actually was, now that I'm thinking about it, was um, in that very first lip sync with Plane, where it almost looked like she like hit you with her hair or something or like tried to step <gasps> in front of you. You look... <sighs> pissed in that moment <laughs> listen i um it took a lot of strength for me for that um wig not to get caught in my fingers and accidentally off her head <gasps> um so i was it was more like i was pissed but also like okay don't don't pull the wig geneva like don't do it yeah um but yeah i was a little like bothered because i'm like you had all the space over there you had to come get in front of me, hold my chest, and smack me with your synthetic wig. Oh, okay, plane. I was like, but I mean, it would have been sickening if I would have pulled it. But then people would have probably been like, "Oh my god, drag is not a context sport." Not a context sport. You might have gotten kicked off right then and there. Didn't even I mean, <laughs> I probably would have. So I was just like, you know what? I'm not gonna give her the <laughs> satisfaction of me pulling the wig off of her. Yes. If karma really exists karma will get her yes that oh there you go karma i love that <laughs> well i would hate to see what would have happened if when i did hershey's exit interview i ca- also clocked a moment where she when you were like crawling on the ground it it looked ev- very briefly like hershey was considering at the very end turning around and sitting on you when you were on all fours uh-huh what would you have done if she had done that? Because she told me she did. She said, I almost did it, but she was like, the beat ran out and I didn't do it. What would you have done if her she did that? Well, 
well, first of all, if Hershey would have sat on my face, um, it would have been like half a second, and then I would have been on top of her. Um, oh my god! You know, wrestling because I I do have a, a, a good strength here and there, um, self defense. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, and I mean, you know, a friendly turnover, a, a turning a new leaf, as Plain would say. Yes. Um, in a friendly way, though, I wouldn't have like injured her, or nothing. But of right. course, got in her off of me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, heading into this lip sync, I mean, in, but in Untouched, it did look like, again, like, you know, I, I was really feeling for you in that moment because it's like, you know, you can read it on someone's face, I think, mm-hmm. when it, it looked like a, like you were going th- you were going through it in Untouched. So and I hate to say the phrase like given up, but had you maybe accepted your fate in that moment? Like what was going through your mind? Um, What was actually really going through my mind was. I am not going to be as upset anymore because I've already gone this far. It is my third time possibly lip syncing. So there's a high chance that I might be going home. So I wanted to like have my last moment be uh, um, a good moment. So I was, you know, just trying to be in a better headspace and, you know, um, just be kind of happy. And also I for sure knew that if I was going to go up against Maya, which was what I was thinking was going to happen, she was going to be really tough to take down because that's a song that she performs to and this is a song that i've never performed to and it's the first time i had heard it and you know and uh memorized it or whatever so i was kind of just like you know what if this is my last day here i'm okay with that but Mm -hmm. i would love to stay yeah well, was there maybe an essence in that moment? Because you're, it seemed like you and Maya were both approaching the song in different ways. Were you mm-hmm. sort of doing that, do, doing that intentionally, like doing something different than what maybe Maya was doing for the song in a way that I guess you could compare it to, I guess, just tonally like, well, I mean, you weren't just standing there, but I mean, something like the difference in approach, like where it was uh, Latrice and Kenya, where we just get two totally different approaches to the lip sync song. Yeah, for sure. Um, I knew Maya was going to be doing like all the flips and stunts and everything. And I just wanted to just show something different. And, you know, that way it's kind of like, where are we going to be com- uh, comparing like, you know, like uh, kick splits and dips and everything? Or are we going to compare like, you know, like, her take on the song and her take on the song so i was like maybe that'll be my best bet uh to have like maybe not the flips just kind of take me out quickly Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah yeah well i mean you did i I thought it was very sweet at the end when it was done you gave her a very very long kiss it was it was very sustained i thought it you know i was like this is two sisters who really care about each other here but i wonder you know why that was the gesture that you wanted to give her in in that moment I felt like um, Maya and myself had been in the bottom um, so many weeks in a row and um, we had just come off a win together and her staying over me. um, Maya's one of the uh, queens that I got there really close to and she's like my bestie from the show. So I wanted her to know with that gesture that I was okay and not to worry about like my feelings because I'm fine. And also like for her to send a couple more bitches home, you know, hopefully for me and, you know, try to win everything just for the both of us. Yeah, no, that was a, it was, you know, it's a little gesture, but it is, it's something that I think speaks volumes. Um, You know, just watching that moment back, it was a, it was a very nice moment. Um, But what, what was running through your head as soon as, you know, Rue had, had made, his decision and and what was that night like back for you at the hotel emotionally um honestly when when rue made the decision i was kind of like okay i can finally get off this roller coaster of emotions yeah um i don't have to be stressed about what's gonna be the next week what, what if they're gonna love what i'm delivering and also kind of just like i got here i got this far and um i did the damn thing you know and not that many mm-hmm. people can say that so i was like you know what okay, like, that's fine. And then I kind of just went blank. And then, you know, I, I was like, Por qué? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was like a little, maybe like a little meltdown in the hotel room afterward. Actually, no, I was, first of all, I was very uh, excited to get to see how my father was doing because he had just had surgery before I went oh. to the show. So um, I was, I think that's kind of, what was weighing on my mind a lot of in the competition because he was I, okay yeah 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 he, okay, he had good. surgery before uh, i went mm-hmm. on the show and i was even considering not going because um i had wasted well not wasted but i had like helped pay for his surgery and i was 
kind of like uh, you know a short on on money yeah. and then i was there um i took whatever i could that's why i was kind of upset a lot of times because i'm like damn i didn't really bring what i wanted to but i'm gonna do the most of what i can so i was mm -hmm. excited to see how he was doing and the recovery and everything and so i think that's why i was kind of like a little not giving up but like relief to kind of check on him um and then yeah so that that's what was going through my brain of course i didn't tell nobody because i'm a person that grew up keeping all the feelings any of the emotions yeah. to myself and dealing with all these things on my own so um then like when people were what happened and then they find out like this was going through my brain but it was just something that i had to just keep to myself and just focus and continue to try and stay yeah. So, so yeah i was just excited to get to check on him he was doing so much better and he's doing really great right now so oh that's you know, so good yes that's great i'm so glad to hear that he's doing well and i think that you've made a lot of people proud so um yeah no i i, I am i'm very glad to hear all of that and one thing though that i am not glad about Miss Geneva, mm -hmm. in our interviews last year, we talked about this. We talked about this, or well, you talked about it on the show. There was so much talk this season about the leg hair, and we uh -huh. didn't get it. Why didn't you do it? <laughs> so listen, I gave you leg hair in the book. <laughs> yes, yes. It was natural, unstyled hair. True. Um, I did consider doing the leg hair for the doll challenge. Oh. However, with the time I had, I it was impossible for me to completely make a new outfit and then completely like also style my legs at the same time because it takes a while so oh, that's true you did like, tell me it takes hours to do that yeah, yeah so i was like do i like focus on my legs and not finish my makeup or do i like you know finish my makeup and not do the leg hair but hey i mean there's always all stars right <laughs> oh, yeah okay geneva all stars you better walk through that workroom with it you better do that workroom first day like I'm telling you, you got to promise. Oh my God, I, I would have to do it. I mean, everybody was waiting for it and I just took everybody by surprise and went a completely different route. Yes. And I just like to surprise people. I don't like to like kind of do the expected. Like, mm -hmm. oh, you want, you? they're going to think I'm going to do that. I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I can always dream. Okay, we'll dream about all stars. Um, <laughs> It'll make an appearance one of these days. Yeah, I can guarantee it. Yes, 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 yes. Now, you also shared your story uh, this season. It was very emotional. You and Tsunami talked about being DACA mm -hmm. queens. So yes. um, I just am wondering what the response has been like since that episode aired, especially with everything that's going on with migrants in the U.S. right now. And maybe if you have a message for other people trying to, you know, come to this country to pursue their dreams. Oh my God, yes. So um, I have received a lot of messages, a lot of DMs um, of people like uh, thanking me for shining light on national television and for representing all of us, you know, on the DACA Dreamer program. And, um, you know, shining light on something that's kind of not, not really talked about, you know, recently or as much, especially with like election coming up. And um, also like in the shows, they show up and they're like, giving me hugs and they get so emotional and they get teared up and they want to make me get teared up because i'm like no stop i'm wearing makeup oh. um, but you know it's, it's just the love i'm receiving and other people that are like i didn't think i could audition but to see somebody like me on the screen and feel so represented just really makes me happy and I, they come to the shows they even show me like their daca cards are so cute they're like oh my god take oh. a picture with me with the with the card and everything so um yeah and um a message to people that would potentially want to come and, you know, um, to the U S is, you know, be just be very careful. I know right now uh, they don't have any more, they're not uh, issuing any more DACA cards um, out there. So, so yeah, be careful. But I mean, if it's your dream, follow your dreams, never give up. I certainly never gave up. I am proof of the American dream that my parents, you know, um, set out for myself. And um, just, if you can vote, for us you know vote so that we can continue to um exist and we can continue to renew our uh daca cards because we have to renew them every two years and just feel safe because this is all we know it allows us to work to be here and to be on rupaul's drag race so yes. so yeah yeah what a beautiful thing to say and also what a beautiful run on this show geneva you have just been such a joy to talk to and to see on television so i i just i can't thank you enough and i hope that you are proud and i cannot wait to see what you do next yes thank you so much i am i honestly i am so proud like i am i feel very accomplished and you know like 
another fun part of this is getting to do these interviews with you. You are so fun. Oh, thank and you. And I always have such a blast. And, you know, like, I feel like you're like a, a queen, just like us, you know? <laughs> I'm the secret 15th queen of the season. Yes. The, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bring me back oh for the makeover God. challenge when you're on All Stars. How about that? Okay, that would be fine. <laughs> yes. Put a lot of blush in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Geneva, until next time, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Adios. Thank you to Geneva Vroom Vroom Carr for joining me this week after her truly baffling elimination <laughs> that I will Jillian. I'm never Jillian's never writing a script ever again. That I will still be questioning on my deathbed in the year 2089 for sure. Please rate us and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and please leave us a review. I promise to read every single one, but only when they come with a five-star rating. Tune in next week when we'll have an interview with season 16's next robbed queen. Until then, <laughs> have, have a, a room, Dan room, DeVito's legs. No, you're only supposed to read the red and I only read the purple. Whoops. Myra. Quick Drag is an entertainment weekly podcast hosted and produced by Joey Nolfi and Jillian Cedarholm, produced and edited by Sammy Junio. Thanks for listening. There's weather. Cloudy weather. Ooh. Myra. Myra? <laughs> no, I'm smiling. <laughs> Not Myra. <laughs> Myra. 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 Myra.